Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a loud laugh. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with a special edition for 86 and counting. Countdown to 500. And Charles has us doing a special edition. You know, Charles is a big baseball fan, and I couldn't think of a better thing to do than give some love to all the HBCU baseball coaches. So we'll do a little special edition on them with some prime interviews uh, to give you some thoughts on what's taking place. Uh, with that being said, welcome to episode 486 of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast. The show is covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. For institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. Simply put, we just call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with co-host Mike Washington Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to our Caseways 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Fame in a beautiful home at Texas Southern University. With that being said, usually I would say Mike is out on assignment, but since this is a special edition, I'm not sure it's uh, to the point to kind of put that on him uh, since we snuck in there. But I think we can carry on and make sure that uh, – Share him some love now. Don't get it so twisted. Mike right. Washington is a big baseball fan. Played a little bit himself. He'll like to say he played a lot. Uh, you know, that's a different discussion. His sons played, and oddly enough, they matriculated to lacrosse uh, as mm-hmm. they went to high school. Uh, but um, they played a lot of baseball young, and he traveled. He did all the – he traveled, did all the good stuff. 
and then they flipped the switch on him, and he continued to travel with him. They got scholarships, so I guess it worked out uh, with that being said. But shout out to Mike. Uh, with that being said, without further ado, Charles, what are your thoughts on this special segment today? Yeah, I'm uh, really excited, really excited to talk to a few coaches, uh, uh, especially when you take a look at the uh, baseball around the swag. And we saw uh, last year uh, how uh, baseball season really captured the imagination of, uh, of quite a few fans uh, uh, from weekend to weekend. Uh, we had exciting action. And, and what we're seeing, especially now within the SWAC, is just the parity that, that you're starting to see, not only in the SWAC East, in the SWAC West, uh, teams that were uh, considered blue bloods of yesteryear. Uh, we talk about Jackson State, Southern, Grambling. Uh, they're fighting it out now with the Alabama State, the Cole Cookmans, the Florida A&M's of the world. And we saw Florida A&M as they ascended to the throne last year uh, in, in the 2023 swag tournament. So I'm uh, looking forward to uh, uh, the ping of the bat as it gets going this weekend. Cactus Jack Classic this weekend. Andre Dawson Classic next weekend. So uh, they're, they're going to be a, a lot of great baseball action uh, as we slowly slide out of basketball season and baseball season. MLB Classic the weekend after that. So yeah. uh, as we get into this non-conference play, I really think baseball is unique that you have it set up where you have a lot of baseball classics that create these uh, matchups that you don't always see. Some of them they bring back uh, in terms of natural robberies, but you also get some uh, cross-sectional games that you don't get until the end of the year if these teams qualify for the SWAC tournament. To your point, the SWAC is a 12-member league, and all 12 members play baseball. But much like basketball, which we see on men's and women's side, the top eight go to the tournament. And the winner of the tournament qualifies for the NCAA automatic bid. And now that the MEAC does have four teams that play baseball, but they are part of an agreement where they play as part of the NEC uh, because currently the MEAC doesn't have uh, six required teams to have a MEAC baseball uh, thing and qualify for the NCA, which is the minimum standard. So the only Division One conference out there is the SWAC, and you have some of the best teams in a lot of people's argument come over from the MIAC with FAMU and Bethune Cookman and join the SWAC, which alludes to your point that those blue bloods that literally dominated the conference for three decades, if you would, some people may say further back than that, which was Grambling, Southern, and Jackson State. As things opened up, you saw other teams get into the action. Alcorn, uh, Prairie View, Texas Southern got in the mm. mix, winning postseason championships, some regular season championship. And the last one to kind of get over that hump was Alabama State. Well, that already cre created a deep enough field, if you would. Even Pine Bluff getting into the mix a little bit here and there. Uh, Alabama A&M a couple of years got into the mix of flirting. Uh, with what it meant to, you know, make the tournament, push through the tournament. Uh, but now you add FAMU and Bethune-Cookman with FAMU getting the ultimate prize last year of winning the conference championship. Uh, so it's fascinating to see what all this looks like as you continue to turn. And so you have teams like Texas Southern, once they got in the mix and went up the ground, they selected fourth. You got teams like Jackson State that has won an open-around tournament game uh, that was really – uh, controlling the East in a lot of ways. Uh, Alabama State was in the mix. I'll make sure we include that. Yeah. Just like Prairie View and Texas Southern. But now those teams with Jackson State selected four in the East, which pushed to your point of what that looks like. 
So today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency, LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Before I give you a chance maybe to share a little bit of your news, I want to jump in here as you mentioned this. As you break off this weekend, we're in a great position to be right here in Houston for the second annual Cactus Jack HBCU Classic. This is at least a three-year contract that will see this go on for at least three years. Starts Friday, uh, February the 16th through Sunday, February the 18th, when it closes at Minute Maid Park. The Classic is an annual round-robin collegiate baseball classic designed by the Astros Foundation and the Astros Youth Academy to highlight historically black colleges and universities and their baseball programs. The nine-game tournament will feature eight Houston's area Prairie View and m and Texas Southern University and four schools from neighboring Louisiana and Mississippi. Southern University in Grambling out of Louisiana, as you know, Jackson State and Alcorn State out of Mississippi. The round-robin format with three games, each on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, State-to-state game matchups are part of the big Saturday matchup, which features JSU, Alcorn, Grambling State, Southern, Texas Southern, Prairie View is the night capital. There's a college fair hosted by the Astros Youth Academy, highlighted over 100 colleges and universities. Be sure to arrive each game early as they have 800 exclusive Travis Scott, Cactus Jack, Bobby Heads. I got mine. (laughs) Deuce as he is prominently displayed in his room, uh, which is presented by the Cactus Jack Foundation, will be distributed uh, upon entry by fans one hour prior to each of the three games on each day. Uh, Minute Bay uh, roof projects from rain and excessive heat fall apart, so maybe open, maybe closed, based on how the weather is treating you. We'll see what that looks like. The other beautiful thing, Charles, you were up here on campus when for Black History Month, also to talk about Astros and being in the business of sport with our sport management program, both at the undergraduate and graduate level, was particularly nice to see the dignitaries, African-Americans that are attached at various leadership roles in the Houston Astros come to our campus and talk to us in general, our students about being a part uh, baseball in various capacities and obviously showcase that this game was coming up and allowing some of our students to get complimentary tickets for this event. Uh, any final thoughts that you want to talk about, Cactus Jack? Yeah, well, I want to uh, take my hat off to the Astros Foundation in regards to uh, everything that they're doing uh, with regards to this Cactus Jack baseball classic and especially uh, the dignitaries who came uh, to Texas Southern University and it showed uh, the, the burgeoning diversification uh, of the front offices, if you will. And it was great uh, in that uh, they brought that perspective in terms of uh, other things within sports uh, that uh, uh, athletes and, and students can move into. And they, and they did a great job, I think, of, of, of sort of providing a broad stroke of the many uh, 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 jobs and services that are, uh, you can see in baseball as well as other sports as well. So and it was tremendous in terms of what they brought uh, to uh, Texas Southern uh, that day in regards to Black History Month. And there's a lot of excitement around this Cactus Jack Classic. I think we saw it last year. Great turnout, especially early season matchups, Texas Southern and Prairie View. I remember that, I believe that was that Friday or Saturday night, uh, but a great crowd on hand. And it was a preview 
uh, of a lot of matchups coming up that uh, that past season uh, where you saw everything was going to be on the line in regards to a great baseball game. And, and we also get some great uh, East-West matchups when you got Jackson State going against Prairie View and Texas Southern and, and Grambling as well going against uh, Jackson State and Alcorn. So it's great to get, like you said, see some of those early uh, contests where you got a, a Eastern Division uh, a member going against a Western Division member. Good stuff. Last year, I got to tease this out there. I got me a Reggie Jackson candy bar. I got his signature baseball uh, as he was attached with it. Dusty Baker, I got to see him as he talked to the athletes uh, uh, last year as he was down getting ready for training camp. And that is the World Series, previous World Series champion coming into this season, World Series champion. So uh, it just made my day. Uh, uh, it was a great event all around. So I can't wait again this year. Well, let me go back to you and pass on some other news that you wanted to talk about a little bit. Well, you mentioned the Cactus Jack Classic kicks things off this weekend, February 16th or 18th uh, at Minute Maid Park. Let me mention the schools involved. Southern University will be in Houston this weekend. Jackson State, of course, Texas Southern uh, uh, being here in Houston. Grambling, Prairie View, and Alcorn will all be part of the second annual Cactus Jack HBCU Classic. Uh, of course, February 16th through the 18th. Of course, the Classic is an annual Round Robin Collegiate Baseball Classic designed by the Astros Foundation and the Astros Youth Academy to highlight HBCUs and their baseball program. So uh, looking forward to uh, that uh, tournament this weekend, great baseball action. Uh, and like I said, the ping of the bats. It, it's always fun uh, for me as a baseball fan for uh, things to kick off like they are this weekend. Let me give you the lineup uh, before we get into this break and maybe get any final thoughts uh, just about baseball, your, your excitement about baseball, some key matchups that you're looking for this year, and for what reason are they key for you. On Friday, you have your 11 o'clock game, which is Alcorn State. The Braves take on the Jaguars of Southern University. At 3 o'clock, Jackson State and Texas Southern, that's always a classic matchup. Early always. In the 7 o'clock is that night capital with Prairie and and Grambling. These two teams fought for the regular season champion. Had some classic games. I think the difference between the finish was a game or two last year at the end of the season. On Saturday, we tell you about those um, historic matchups, Jackson State, Alcorn State, those state rivalry matchups, Grambling. That's at 11 a.m. Uh, the, the second game is at 3 o'clock again, which is Grambling and Southern at night capital, which had a great crowd last year was Texas Southern and Prairie View and boy was it a classic game uh, until Texas Southern pulled away late. On Sunday you have the Grambling and Jackson State early 11 o'clock a.m. game. That's always fascinating when those two programs get together for any sport. Mm -hmm. uh, you have your Alcorn Prairie View A&M Southern and Texas Southern which is also a classic. You don't get the Southern Jackson State they'll save that for the season. I'm sure uh, teasing that a little bit, but you still get some other good matchups. It'll be fascinating to see exactly what that looks like. Any final thoughts uh, before we take our first break? Sure thing, and I want to uh, bring out uh, the predicted order of finish uh, this year for the upcoming 2024 SWAC baseball regular season. Predicted order of finish, uh, and looking at the SWAC East, Mississippi Valley comes in at sixth, Alabama A&M at fifth, Jackson State fourth, Florida A&M third, Bethune-Cookman. Two, and, and the Alabama State Hornets are predicted to take the SWAC East when we take a look at the SWAC West. All four comes in at six, UAPB at fifth, Texas Southern. Uh, we mentioned them, uh, predicted order finish at fourth, Southern third, 
Prairie View, number two, and the Grandma State Tigers are predicted to win the SWAC West. So those are the predicted order of finish of the SWAC East and SWAC West. Good stuff. Let's take our first break. We'll come back on the other side and get you some more information on your HBC baseball uh, as it's time for the king of the bats, Charles. Let's get it on. People are going to pick up them cleats and steal some bases. Yes, indeed. That's where it gets fun around here. Stick with us. Be right back after this first break. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. Two, one. Welcome into Dr. Ville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Of course, baseball kicks off this weekend. Cactus Jack Classic, Houston, Texas. And of course, we have here with us Coach Omar Johnson of the Jackson State University Baseball Tigers. Uh, Coach, welcome into the program. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Uh, you know, I, I, I tell you what, Jackson State, traditionally a strong program uh, within the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Uh, talk a little bit about your 2024 edition of the Baseball Tigers. <clears throat> well, well we, we're young. We're young. We're really young and a lot of new players. We had a lot of turnover from last year. Um, you know, one returning um, position player and one returning pitcher so we're excited we, we, we can't wait to get down up well, down there over there and play um to you know see actually you know what we have 
You know, when you have a young team, what are some of the things uh, that you have to do to kind of be successful uh, to navigate your way through the SWAC East? Because you're talking about Alabama State, Bethune, Cookman, uh, Florida A&M, uh, who won the SWAC uh, tournament last year. But uh, what are the things that Jackson State has to do this year to really be competitive in one of the toughest uh, conferences, uh, especially in divisions uh, in baseball? Well, our division is really tough, and I'm sure the other teams, uh, Alabama A&M and Mississippi Valley, are, are, are going to improve uh, from from last year. I thought Mississippi Valley was a really good team last year. Mm -hmm. um, so our league is what it is, man. It's really – the baseball's changed. I've been around here a long time, and I've I've seen the, 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 the baseball evolve into – it's really competitive. Um, so you think about last year's – you know, all the one-run games. The one run separates Bethune, Florida a &M, you know, and Alabama State. You know, it, it's surprising that all the close games that we, we've we played. Um, I have a lot of respect for those programs. But we have to play defense and pitch. You know, that's the name of the game on, on our side. You know, the guys are going to swing the bat. Alabama State, you know, did a great job swinging the bat last year. But still, it came down to, to, to pitching the defense. You know, it, you, you know, Coach, uh, no, I, I was going to say one of the things that and you, when you ask opposing coaches about uh, the, the Omar Johnson brand of baseball, uh, all say without uh, a shadow of a doubt, brilliant tactician uh, and, and the guts of a cat burglar willing to do what it takes to move runners uh, from base to base. But when you kind of uh, assess uh, what is the uh, what is the Omar Johnson brand of baseball? <laughs> well, we we we. we you solved it up a little bit right there. Now we we do we we do all the little things to win games. We're gonna we're gonna move runners. We know the value in moving run, runners. Uh, we you know our whole philosophy is getting a runner at third base with less than two outs. You know so we don't have to get a hit. So we're gonna have guys that can run. You know and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna force the other team to have to swing the bat. You know we're not just gonna sit up there and walk guys and, and give them extra opportunities. This is not what we do. Um, but yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take what the game gives us. That's a better way to put it. You know, we're going to play old-fashioned baseball. You know, it's just we're not sitting back and relying on the guy to hit a, hit a home run. No doubt about it. Uh, Coach, I wanted to ask before uh, we let you go, uh, who are some names and faces uh, that the uh, HBCU baseball community should be on the lookout for this upcoming season? Oh, you know, um, Jordan McClady, um, Miles White, Christian Womble. Um, Brandon Haston, we have some, we have some ability, you know, we're really excited. We're, 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 we're really excited about this, this team. So um, we have some guys that's going to contribute that the depth is better than it's been in a while here. So we're excited. No doubt. Well, coach, I know you're busy uh, getting prepared for this upcoming season. We wanted to thank you for stopping in to Dr. Fields inside the HBCU sports lab and giving us a preview of the 2024 edition of the Jackson State Tigers. Appreciate it. This is Dr. Real inside the HBC Sports Lab. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Omar Johnson. Jackson State University, what, what, what are your thoughts, Charles, in terms of the program? He said they're young. Got a bunch that, of pups, and when he said you only have one returning start on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty young. That, that, caught my, uh, that caught my ear, especially when he said that one position player uh, returning 
one uh, pitcher returning, one starting pitcher returning. Uh, so that's going to be a new addition of, of the Jackson State Baseball Tigers this upcoming season. Uh, how quickly can they gel? How quickly can they be competitive in a rugged division? And that was one of the things that uh, really stood out. Uh, and it makes you understand why they were probably picked to finish fourth because uh, they lost quite a bit from a team that was really, really good, a 31 team last year. Let me ask you this. When you look at the schedule, you have uh, getting in the conference that's February the 23rd. They come in with Mississippi Valley State. Um, and that game, um, you have um, intriguing. They're going to play one at Itabina, then one back at home in Jackson. So they're kind of splitting that Saturday, Sunday um, in terms of that, uh, those matchups when you look at it. So what are your thoughts in terms of um, that mix, the fact that they're going to kick off on Friday at home? Then they're going to go on the road to Itabina. Obviously, it'll flip when they return it later in the season. But the other question I have for you is the next set of uh, three games are all going to be at Jackson against Alcorn State. Yeah. So they kind of get to step it up. Obviously, you got the rivalry factor. Yeah. Not necessarily with the teams that are selected or predicted, you want to use that framework, that are going to be at the top of the conference. Do you like that, that that schedule kind of works out, knowing that they're young? Or do you, are you nervous from the fact that they're playing these rivalry games? Well, I, actually, I think playing those rivalry games really helps, uh, especially the fact that they're young, especially when you look at the fact uh, that it sort of ratchets up the intensity for when you do play uh, the Bethune Cookers, the Florida A&M's, and the Alabama States. Uh, you really get to see where this uh, young ball club is really early uh, in terms of playing an improved Mississippi Valley State, as well as I, I, I anticipate Alcorn will be uh, right in the thick of things in the West as well. All right, with that, let's take our next break. We'll come back on the other side and get into some more of this baseball talk. Charles is killing it. Am, or am I just throwing fastballs? I don't know. I'm going to switch it up and throw my curves. <laughs> with that, we'll be right back after this break. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean. Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471, thamptonlaw.com. No. No. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. 
From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah, and who's about, about. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gonna teach a lesson. Welcome back to Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab Baseball Preview Edition. Of course, we have with us Coach Jonathan Hernandez of the Bethune Cookman Wildcats. Coach, welcome into Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Appreciate it. You know, hope everyone's having a, a good time as we get going with opening day just a few days away. And, you know, appreciate the time that you have set so we can talk about our baseball program here in Daytona Beach. No doubt. Coach, you guys had a tremendous run last year. SWAT tournament, first ever uh, SWAT championship appearance. Uh, but talk a little bit about this 2024 Bethune Cooking Wildcat team. Yeah, you know, coming off a SWAT championship appearance, right? And, and we fell short of, of our goal. Um, it, it gave us an opportunity to kind of feel the fire a little bit going into this year. You know, it's uh, unfinished business. That's, that's kind of been the model, you know, throughout the course of the fall. Uh, leading up to, you know, what what could be a really good year, you know, for us here at Bethune-Cookman. Um, but just excited about the work that the guys have put in uh, this fall from day one. Uh, we did have a lot of turnover with graduation, uh, guys getting opportunities to go play pro ball. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, we're just excited to get this thing rolling uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, you talked a bit a little bit about the turnover which, that your program has had, but you got out on the recruiting trail, uh, one of the highest uh, ranked JUCO classes in Bethune-Cookman history. Talk a bit about what you brought in. Yeah, you know, I, I, if you look at the landscape of college athletics all the way across the board with the transfer portal, you know, how that's affected, you know, not only Division One but athletics as a whole. Uh, you know, for us, we just wanted to revamp the roster. You know, here at Bethune, um, you know, it's we don't rebuild, we reload. And I think that we did a really good job and our coaches did a really good job of identifying and evaluating uh, the junior college talent, not only here in the state of Florida, but across the country to bring in uh, what we feel is a pretty good class, um, you know, given the rankings. But that's all, you know, opinions uh, by other people. We just got to go out and play baseball to the, the way that we always do here at Bethune. And we're definitely excited about the class that's here at Bethune. Uh, everybody talks in, uh, in regards to baseball, pitching and defense. Uh, you have one of the better pitchers in the league. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, you know, we, we look at, you know, Daniel Gaviria, who's the preseason swag pitcher of the year. Um, for us, he's our Sunday starter, and he's going to continue to be in that role. So, you know, I think it's great when you have the swag preseason pitcher of the year pitch on Sundays for us. Um, but again, for us, it's pitching and defense, right? Like, you're never going to outslug your way to a championship. You're going to have to pitch and defend uh, with the best of them. And, you know, I think that we identified that. You know, you look at Nolan Santos, who was drafted in the seventh round, 
a big part of the success that we've had here at Bethune the last couple of years. We had to go and replace, you know, or attempt to replace a guy like that. So um, I think that we've done a really good job. Our coaches have done a phenomenal job on the recruiting trail to bring in, you know, that talent here to Daytona Beach. You know, Coach, when you take a look at it, the SWAC East, uh, we talk about the gauntlet that is the SWAC East with uh, FAMU, Alabama State, uh, Jackson State. But uh, everybody, uh, I think when you take a look at the parity within the league, uh, both in the SWAC East and SWAC West, uh, we had a phenomenal SWAC uh, tournament last year. And and that competition is going to be right there again this upcoming season, correct? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you look at the SWAC East, right, with Alabama State, you know, FAMU, Jackson State, us. Uh, you know, it's going to be a much improved Alabama A&M team and a much improved Mississippi Valley team with, you know, what we've seen. And, you know, even on the West side, you know, with Grambling, Prairie View, Texas Southern, Southern, UAPB, um, you know, just everybody in the, in the conference as a whole has gotten better. And, and that's, uh, you know, the attention to detail by all the coaches, right, that this does mean something you know, for all of us here, not that it didn't before, but just the attention that, you know, the SWAC has been getting on a national scale. And, you know, I've said it before, I think the SWAC baseball conference has an opportunity to really continue to pro- propel the SWAC movement forward. Um, but the SWAC East, man, you know, any given weekend, you know, anything can happen. So, you know, there's not a weekend that you can take off. You, you have to be ready to, you know, play, you know, nine innings, three games, um, you know, throughout a weekend to be successful. And, and I definitely do think that for us last year, the East, um, you know, schedule allowed us to get to, you know, us a championship appearance uh, against FAMU. No doubt. Well, coach, you laid it out for the Bethune Cooking Wildcats. Uh, looking forward to uh, what you guys bring uh, uh, into the 2024 season. And once again, thank you for coming on Dr. DeVille's Inside the HBC Sports Lab, the baseball preview. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hail Wildcats. Uncleville's inside the HBC Sports Lab. Hell, Wildcats. You there it is. <laughs> Charles, another great, solid interview, man. You knocking these out, man. Let me throw oh, you no. this curveball. With Let's this, uh, <laughs> with this uh, Bethune-Cookman Wildcats uh, schedule. And they kick it off, and they have a good in-state rival, unlike the other schools where you get these classics involved and things like that nature. Uh, you don't see Bethune-Cookman necessarily involved in those HBCU classics, if you would. Uh, but they have a nice, solid in-state rival with Florida Gulf Coast uh, coming in. And then you have Northwestern out of the Big Ten coming down to Daytona Beach. So to get that on your schedule is really nice. They also have Maine coming out of there uh, for a really solid matchup. Now, when you get into conference play, they start off on the road. They go to Mississippi Valley at first weekend in Itabina. Well, guess what? Uh, much like you saw Jackson State playing their rival pretty early. But Thuman Cookman does as well. The second weekend, they host FAMU. And we know last year they got the best of FAMU in the regular season, but not so much in the championship. And uh, in terms of where teams finished at the top of this conference, these matchups went a long way in determining. What are your thoughts in terms of the early part of this schedule? You heard some of the non-conference, and then how you kick things off as you get into conference. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and, and just in talking to Coach Hernandez, I, I think that's uh, the secret to some of the sauce in terms of uh, the way they schedule. You mentioned uh, Maine. You mentioned uh, Northwestern uh, teams that will be playing. We know they play great baseball in the state of Florida. And then when you're talking about all these 
uh, northern schools, good programs uh, from the north that kind of sort of flood the south, especially in the early part of the season, playing in a, a warmer climate so they can get games in. I think, you know, that's probably a question for the professor. Does it benefit Florida a and and Bethune-Cookman just a little bit more to have some quality teams you know, playing in the area, especially uh, early in the, in the season. So I think, you know, uh, the byproduct of that is what we saw in the SWAC tournament. Uh, this was a, a very sound baseball team, a very game baseball team. You could not keep them down. Every time they got behind, uh, they fought their way back into every game. And thus, that's how they got uh, the appearance in the SWAC championship game. So uh, it's going to be very interesting, especially this Bethune Cutler team picked to finish right behind Alabama State. Uh, but uh, you talk about uh, a guy like uh, Daniel Gaviria, uh, who was uh, a tremendous arm uh, for Bethune-Cookman last year. Uh, the coach talked about him being the Sunday starter, uh, and he was, you know, uh, a good, solid starter, especially when you had Nolan Santos uh, as that Friday starter, you know, sort of the hammer, if you will, uh, to open the series and Gaviria to, to finish the series. Uh, but you talk about an individual, 13 starts last year. Uh, you're talking about thir- uh, three complete games, uh, struck out 46, walked only 14, and he's tied for the second lowest mark in the SWAC, you know, amongst uh, those qualified arms. So I think Bethune-Cookman, of course, uh, they are going to be one of those top teams that uh, teams week in, week out have to contend with. Good stuff, good stuff when you talk about that. To answer your question, um, in terms of the non-conference schedule, I don't know if it's enough to really – say how much that helps you. I will say this, though, to your point, which I think is getting really deeper in there, what they're able to play during their midweek games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the luxury of playing those teams out of Florida that are really good. Um, for example, they have a Florida International. The other thing that I think is really good for them is they get teams to visit them just as much as they go to them. So they have Florida International uh, at home in Daytona. They got a midweek game against Florida. Then they go down to Miami, essentially, to play against Florida International. They have a Jacksonville at home. They go to North Florida, and they have them at home. South Florida at home. Uh, They go to Tallahassee with Florida State. They have South Florida in Tampa. They have Stetson at home, another Florida private school there, just as well as Jacksonville. Again, they play them at Jacksonville, Stetson at uh, Stetson in Delane, Florida. So you get it, UCF as well in Orlando. So I think the midweek games they play uh, probably helps a little more than just opening up the season in regards to that. But I think your question is uh, spot on. You see that with Alabama State that plays a pretty aggressive schedule. Fam, you plays a pretty aggressive schedule in terms of it looks like when you see teams like Texas Southern and Prairie View, it's much harder, it seems, for them to get some teams at home. Prairie View's done a little better job in terms of being able to get the regional against Houston Baptist, maybe bringing in the Sam Houston State. Uh, but with Texas Southern playing in the, the, the park down there, it seems more challenged for them. Obviously, the announcement of a new baseball stadium, we'll see if that changes. Um, so they play a little more NIA programs, which is good for the NIA programs. But I'm intrigued as your point. What does it look like when you get into that? Um, so I'm fascinated when you kind of play this. The last thing I'll talk about is the end of schedule for uh, Bethune Cookman. They have that at Jackson on the road that week before things close and the final weekend series before the SWAC tournament 
is against Alabama State at home in Daytona Beach. That could be a big deal when you talk about what that looks like uh, closing things out uh, going into it. So pretty excited about these schedules, uh, how they're looking up. And, you know, we'll be keeping up it week in and week out. We'll do our little poll rankings uh, to kind of check it out. And then you have the baseball nines that does great coverages and they do their rankings. We vote in that poll rankings there. So I'm fascinated to kind of see what that looks like as the season uh, curtails. In terms of Black College Nines baseball rankings, we'll get a chance maybe to talk a little bit about those season rankings and get your thoughts on that a little deeper into the show. But with that said, let's get into our next break uh, and come back on the other side and talk a little more about HBCU baseball. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thins reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, Visit us today to take charge of your learning. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop doing our special edition of Inside the Lab as we talk a little HBCU baseball. Really digging into the swag, and guess who we have with us? None other than Coach Elliot Jones, head baseball coach of the Alabama A&M Bulldogs baseball program. Welcome to the show, Coach Jones. Oh man, we're glad to have you. I'm glad that you guys having me, man. Excited about tomorrow's opening day, man. And follow you guys for a couple of years now. I like what you guys are doing for HBCU baseball. I appreciate that. Cool. Thank so, you, Coach. We'll make sure that. Check is in the mail for the program. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. With that being said, Charles, go ahead and take it away. 
Yeah, let's jump into it, Coach. Uh, and, and really, uh, your program uh, turned heads around the league last year uh, with some quality wins in there. And I wanted to start off by asking, like, what does it take for this Alabama A&M program to, to turn the corner and get to that next level? Uh, well, I, I got to preach to our guys every every day, man. Um, it's, it's just about being consistent and, most importantly, being healthy. Uh, we inherited a program four years ago, so going, myself and my staff, we're in there in our fourth season um, starting tomorrow. Um, and, and we finally kind of got us where we were with every kid program we recruited. Uh, we didn't come in and, and cut kids. We uh, made sure that we were able to graduate kids out um, from the previous coaching staff. Um, and then get on the recruiting on uh, trails and, and really recruit hard on the different um, type of need base we needed uh, to be successful. And so um, coming into this spring of 24, man, this is our fourth, fourth year, of course, which is our third recruiting class. I, I think we have some key pieces, some mixture of older and younger guys. Um, but like I said, I'm excited about this group. Um, but the main thing is if we can stay consistent um, and stay healthy is going to be the key. And, and I know you're blazing your own trail there at Alabama A&M with regards to their program, but I, I know I watched you play at Southern. I know you come from uh, that Southern juggernaut, if you will. But uh, in terms of baseball philosophy, what is it that Coach Jones brings to uh, this Alabama A&M program? Well, I, I, I've been part of the SWAC now. This is year 16, uh, including uh, as a player and as a coach at, at three different institutions within, in, in the in the um, conference. And I just bring experience when it comes to knowing what it takes to win, win in this league, knowing what it takes to be competitive, and knowing what it takes to take a program with, with minor resources um, at the Division One level to be successful. Um, fortunately, I, I was able to come underneath and, and learn a lot of things from um, Roger Kadar, who is my mentor, we talk daily, and also James Cooper, um, who is now with the New York Yankees as well, which we talk daily. So being able to to be groomed by two or two veteran guys that have been in the conference a long time, um, I, I'm able to reap the benefits, and, and, and along with my players, being able to treat them and give them some acknowledge um, to help us be successful down the road. Let me follow up, Coach Jones, talk a little bit about it seemed like you were turning the corner in a lot of ways. And I know this is the year where we can see it. Uh, but unfortunately, you had uh, bigger things happening to you in terms of the program tragic to that area and how it affected the baseball field. How have you kind of bounced back since that time uh, as you are excited about opening up this year? Right here. Uh, well, it's it's been really good. It's been, uh, of course, um, as people, if you guys didn't know, um, two years ago we were um, we were hit with a tornado um, in the Huntsville area, and um, it wiped out our whole um, uh, facility uh, from from top to bottom. Um, and so we 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 were unable to play a home game that year. We played on the road, basically playing at a local high school, um, just to get through the year. And so now we've kind of we're at the point now with uh, my administration and uh, Dr. Paul Bryant and his staff, we've 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 reaped the benefits now. Uh, we got the facility back to where it needs to be uh, from a uh, Division One standpoint, and there's much more to grow um, to go for us. Um, I'm excited about it, um, and and if you hadn't seen our facilities. Um, Huntsville is a great and upcoming place yep. to to visit. <laughs> it um, is. I enjoy it. I brag about it all the time. 
Yeah. Um, it's a hit, we're a hidden gem, I would say. We're the hidden gem in the conference. Um, and so mm-hmm. our facilities have um, had major upgrades in the last two years. And we're and I, I can finally say I see light at the end of the tunnel. Um, to have facility upgrades um, in, as such that we've gone through, it gives – um, it shows that that the student athletes that you appreciate them and, and their hard work that they go they do every day for the university. So um, our guys are excited um, to see the different upgrades. And when we're going to the field for practice the last couple of months, seeing different upgrades has brought excitement to the kids. Well, Coach, I, I will say this: tell uh, your uh, uh, SID Brian Howard and, and and AD leave the light on for us up there in Huntsville. I love it coming up there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're absolutely. Let me tell you a little inside of this before you jump back in there, Coach Jones. The fact is, my wife is alumni. We went up there for homecoming this year. She makes sure she got a son, our son, playing some baseball. Uh, so she schedules this around here and makes sure that he gets his time in. So uh, make sure we'll, we'll find a way to get that light on and come around there and make sure he introduces you because uh, I'd be in trouble if I go home. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, hey, we're our doors are always open. Um, like I said, I, I'm always in the in the business. I'm not. I'm all, everyone wants to win and lose. Um, and everybody wants to win. Actually, in this profession, man. But I, I, I'm young. But I'm at the point in my life, man. It's more about how can we make these African American young men of society better. Um, for us out down down the road. Yeah, baseball is important, and also we want to win championships and win games. But how? What are we doing? to make the sacrifices for these young men down the road. Mm. Charles, can I follow up with another question there for you? Yeah. I want to ask a little bit about your scheduling philosophy. We've done that uh, throughout the show. Uh, Talk a little bit about the various uh, scheduling philosophy, if you would, or what we could glean uh, from different teams. You know, we have some play a little bit of those rivalries within states, particularly the Tuesday lineup. Early in the season, we have some that play in the classics, afforded that opportunity. Others tend to play some rivalries. Some of people are able to get some teams from up north to come down, warmer weather to play like that. And then some even uh, play NIA programs. Where are you in that region? I guess it may be more D2 uh, with the HBC programs in that area out of the SIAC. I don't know if they're part of the your your thoughts in general, um, short-term, long-term. Please thoughts sure on that. Get some time in. in that area out of the SIAC. Absolutely. Um, we, we, myself and my staff, we work uh, together on making sure we schedule, making the schedule competitive. Um, I will say this: um, we we have fifty five games scheduled this year, um, and and it's and wow. it's it's, it's um, every it's four games a week except for two weekends. Um, and so um, we we're creative. I want to be able to be can be tested early before we start conference play, um, and so. We we're kind of we're kind of in a mix of all of that. We we um when it comes to our midweek games, we're in a central location where we can get to Atlanta, we can get to Memphis, we can um get to Tennessee, get to Kentucky, um and 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 be able to make those trips uh, turn around without any issues. And so, um as far as our midweek games, I try to be um stay in the region and and play play schools and universities that's willing to do home and home with us. Um, because I think that's that's a that's a key factor for us, especially when we have the facilities to be able to host these type of schools. And so um, our midweek games are, are home and home. Like this year, we're doing home and home with University of Tennessee Martin. We're doing home and home with uh, Tennessee Tech. Uh, we're doing home and home with North North Alabama. 
Um, we, of course, we, we, we won't, we'll never do home and home right now with Tennessee, but we're there on the schedule um, in the SEC. Um, and so as far as our weekend schedules, um, we open up this weekend with a non-conference but conference schedule. I like that. Uh, I weekend yeah. uh, with Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, because, as you know, SWAC is the one sport that we don't cross over. And so uh, I have a great relationship with Carlos James over at Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And, and so we've kind of um, – come to an agreement on uh we we will open up there um this this weekend and then next year they'll return the trip to us and then the second weekend man i have a, a great relationship with with blake beamer um over at university of butler at butler university um one of the my one one of the one minority coaches that are in the power five schools and so they're coming down from indiana trying to get into warmer weather. I can't I can't say it's going to be warmer here in Huntsville, but it'll be a little warmer than it, it is right now in Indiana. <laughs> right. Um, and so uh, that's our uh, – that we'll be there. And then the third weekend, we're at University of New Orleans um, in, in New Orleans, in a Southland opponent. And then the fourth weekend before we start conference, we're on the road at University of Louisiana Monroe, um, another team that's part of the Sun Belt. Um, and so we're just trying to try, – I want to be able to create some excitement, but give us some tests to see – I want I want to see our guys face a little adversity, uh, see how we uh, overcome it, um, and, and and how we're tested on the road because people people really sleep on our conference, man. Our conference is really tough, man. Yeah. Uh, specifically on the on our side of the conference, man. On the east side, man. Like it's it's a it's the wild wild west um, of of our conference, man. And so you you can get someone's best um, every weekend, and so you got to be able to build these guys up uh, for that competitive environment. Um, and for those tough ball games, and so like, we 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 play a a strong non conference schedule to try to prepare us for those thirty conference games on our side. I like you sticking up for the East Division of the SWAC there. I like the way you did that. I, I, I've been on both right. sides. I would say, like as a player, I was on the East side, and as a as a coach, That's I started right, I started on the I started on the West side. Um, as a player, I was on the West side, and so um, I've seen I've seen this this conference that is best in baseball. I've seen it at its worst. Um, and, and the last couple of years when, uh, with knowing that Bethune-Cookman and FAMU is part of our conference now, specifically on the east side, man, it's 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 rough it's um, in, a, in a good way. Uh, and with, with, with having Alabama State already and, and having Jackson State as well, like it, it's it's no it's no days off. Like you got to you got to prepare uh, like you're playing Alabama every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like what you did with your schedule. I will say that particular uh, partnering with the team on the other division, in this case, Pine Bluff, the relationship and flipping it for the two years. So you have the chance and your kids get a chance to experience a different facility still within the conference. Then you mix in. So I love it. So I appreciate what you did with the schedule. With that being said, we're going to let you go, coach. Appreciate your time. Uh, we'll see about getting you back on the show throughout the season. See if we get some time. I know it's a full schedule, but. We'll see if we can work around and, and, and iron out. We'd love to hear some updates with, with you. Absolutely, man. I, like I said, again, I can't thank you guys enough, man. The the time and, and dedication you guys have put into HBCU baseball, man. It's, it's, it's uh, um, some years and, and excitement that I'm, I'm glad that we're actually seeing it, seeing the light now, man. So you sure, guys man. keep doing what you keep up the good work, man. And like I said, we're a phone call away here at Alabama and now. No we'll doubt do. about it. Thank we you, appreciate Coach. You. Like I said, all right, y'all take care. We need that endorsement. We're going to play that all the time. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> Got you, guys. <laughs> we'll be right back after this next break. 
It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton, Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot of laughing. Who the ball? Who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mavilles inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We have none other than Coach Michael Robinson, head baseball coach at Texas Southern University. Several SWAC championships on his leisure, including uh, obviously appearances in the NCAA tournament. He's back in the action, starting things off this weekend in the casting. Cactus Jack HBCU classes. With that being said, Coach, welcome to back to the show. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing fine. Feeling good. I see you. I see you. Charles, go ahead. Take it away. Yeah, well, uh, Coach, I tell you, every time I come to work, I see you guys uh, in the weight room, uh, uh, working out there and uh, getting the paces in. And I, I just wanted to ask, uh, the 2024 uh, Texas Southern Baseball Tigers, well, what are we going to look at when we see them Friday in the Cactus Jack Classic? Well, you know, we uh we looking for some great things from our kids, but of course we know that it's the opening weekend of the season and you know, so of course everything that we've done up to that point is just gonna be a byproduct of where we're trying to get the kids to be for the postseason. You know, we, we really hone in on trying to prepare them for the postseason and so we try to play aggressive preseason schedule. And, you know, we, we're fortunate to open up the season here in Houston. Um, any events such as the Cactus Jack Tournament, giving the kids an opportunity to showcase their skills on a major league field and being associated with um, a classic such as this with 
five other legitimate schools in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. It gives us a great chance to have a competitive uh, weekend. You always do such a tremendous job with regards to uh, recruiting uh, for your program. And I wanted to ask, uh, who are some of the names and faces uh, that the Tech Southern baseball fans should be uh, looking for this upcoming season? You know, we, we, we have quite a few new guys again this year, much like last year. You know, we uh, brought in 16 Juco, Juco players on last season and this season. So we have a lot of seniors on our ball club, but we have a lot of new players as well. So we pretty much junior, senior, Latin. Um, I would say some of the guys to look out for would be uh, Jason Lazo. He's been swinging it well for us. He'll probably be dh this weekend. Um, we got this big kid from Houston. Um, he went to Dickinson, Jose Villalobos. Between him and EJ Alanis, they'll be at first base. Both of them will be producing some power swings for us and driving in runs for us. Hopefully this weekend they'll get off to a good start. And, of course, CJ Castillo. Uh, yeah. CJ was first team all-conference last year. So um, he, he actually he's going to start Friday night, and we're going to try the two-way thing with him. And see how that goes. Uh, but he'll oh, wow. be starting Friday night, and he'll return back to shortstop for Saturday and Sunday ball game. Man, that's pretty dynamic. Let me jump in here, Coach, and get a get a piece of this. Uh, we had the luxury of, as we open up the show, in a lot of ways, we talked about you know the the bigger picture of the SWAC. Uh, when at one time it was what a lot of people called the Big Three, Grambling, Jackson State, and Southern, kind of carrying the torch for the SWAC. Things open up with Texas Southern, and then you came along at Prairie View uh, and really uh, changed the window where you started seeing a lot of other teams, if you would, uh, starting to ascend to the top of the conference. You moved over to Texas Southern and uh, brought them back into championship contention. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your thoughts in terms of the conference, of how it changed, uh, particularly in this iteration with the expansion? Uh, how has that it's changed? Did you changed in terms of uh, recruiting? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's changed dramatically from when I first came in the Southwestern Athletic Conference 22 years ago. You're exactly right. It was a actually it was a two team. Wow. 22 years. It's been 22. Wow. Years. Congratulations! It was actually, a, it was a thank you. It was it was a two team horse race. Of course, on our side, it was always Southern. Southern dominated. I mean. <laughs> My first year at, at Prairie View was, hey, I tell you, it was a year to remember because we went 10 and 45. The year before I got there, they were 3 and 48. Mm, and every yep. kid that I tried to recruit was already headed to Southern. And they were kids <laughs> from Houston. So we had to get them to change their mindset about Prairie View, which we did, you know. But long yep. story short, you, you're exactly right. Um, the landscape changed very quickly because we was able to, you know, recruit Houston better. And I think by our third year, you know, everything started to change in the swag because we played in championship and then we played in championship for four straight years at Prairie View. And I think because of what we did, a lot of athletic directors and stuff start paying attention and say, hey, if we get the right hire, then we may be able to do the same thing in baseball. Mm, and so, great. you know, look fast forward and, you know, where we're at right now with, bringing in the two schools in the MEAC, those were the top two schools in baseball. So we knew right ahead that, hey, you know, we changed dramatically overnight again. It was already tough with Jackson State, Alabama State, and Southern and Grambling, and then ourselves, and then, of course, Prairie View is coming on. But now, lo and behold, 
We got Bethune-Cookman in Florida A&M who have two extremely good coaches. They recruit well. And, you know, they're going to run some pitches at you, especially Bethune-Cookman. I would say they probably have the best arms in the conference. You're in and you're out. And then Florida A&M, you know, they just coach very well. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it makes for a very, very um, good environment in terms of competition in our conference. Things have really changed. And it, yeah. it just gives a, a, a feather in our cap for what we're doing in HBCU because, you know, we have an opportunity to beat – I feel like we can beat any Power 5 school in a one-game series. You know, we just had a winner-take-all. You know, it's, it's, it's up for grabs. We fall a little bit short. Mostly because, you know, you know, your money and your, you know, stuff like that, the transfer portal and stuff like that, it affects you, you know, in terms of having that that uh, second and third start in the conference or that special guy on the end. But we're getting there. We're starting to close the gap. Mm. That's interesting. Charles? Yeah, I wanted to ask uh, in terms of uh, the Cactus Jack Classic playing in a major league baseball stadium, uh, what is it uh, – mean in terms of how having your uh, uh, your players play in a major league baseball stadium to start the season? Well, you know, for some of them, it's going to be the closest they get to major league baseball. You know, everybody mm-hmm. is not going to be able to play major league baseball, but but what we try to get the kids to understand and not try to, you know, I'm not trying to cut it off, but there's a lot of opportunities out there now in major league baseball. Mm-hmm. Jobs, internships and stuff like that. So this is a big part of it. This is just, this started off actually as, you know, it was supposed to be like a small, just a tournament. But it, it has turned out to be something really, really big because Paula Harris of the Astros, she wanted it to be big. This is an event. This is a, this is an opportunity for kids to, you know, showcase their talent on and off the field. You know, they have a lot of stuff going on this weekend. But just for the player himself, I mean, how, how you know, what else you want? In order to, you know, have an opportunity to play in a major league stadium. And you're going to have a lot of scouts there. You're on national TV. You know, you're going to be seen across the country. It's a great, great, just really a good opportunity for the student athlete. That's awesome. Talk a little bit about that trip to Lubbock. Uh, man, they've been playing some pretty good baseball. Uh, you know, Texas is huge and people may not realize it. That's a long trip. Talk about man, that's uh, that's a important. long trip, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be down there for the whole weekend. We better boat up and make sure that we come down there, <laughs> ready to pitch it well, play defense, because you're exactly right, uh, Coach Tadlock. He does a good job with recruiting, and then their stadium, they facility. That's one of the best stadiums in college baseball, believe it or not. Yeah, that's why it I'm is. Missing. It is. It, that stadium is awesome. So you know, I don't have to. And tell they pack you about some the fans in there to cheer them on. They pack some fans in there. Here. Yeah. Yeah, he got good corporate sponsorship down there. And uh, okay. so, oh, you know, we, we, we're looking for a, a big weekend. Also with that, you know, it's an opportunity for us to get battle tested early in the season and to see where we fare against a power five school that's probably going to be in the, you know, we know they're going to be in the Super Regional to the World Series every year. So his team never changes. You know, you're playing one of the best teams in the country. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Last question I have for you, Coach, I want to ask this in a little introspective. Obviously, you talked about Houston Tillens and coming from the NIA programs, HBC programs that gave you a chance. And I imagine, and we kind of talked about this off the rigging, so I imagine a little bit about I, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about uh, why it's important to play those games against like a Wiley College or Houston Tech 
Houston Tillerson, I should say, uh, even though you have all these other NCAA Division One big programs you mix in there, but you make sure that you uh, provide a little love for the NIA programs. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an opportunity for, for them to see where they're at, just like us when we play against a Power 5 school. So, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, it also gives us a chance to look at that ninth or tenth guy in the rotation and give him a start or maybe some mm. kids that, you know, that, that we don't normally start, but right there on the cusp or maybe a young kid like the little kid we got from Langham Creek, um, you know, he'll play shortstop for us in the games against Tillerson and Wally, and we'll, we'll see where he's at and where we need to go with his development. And then Jalen Branch, he's a freshman that has a really good arm. Uh, to give him a, us an opportunity to see him, put him on display. He's not ready yet for, a, you know, a team like Texas Tech or Texas A&M or maybe even a Southern, you know, but it gives us an opportunity to see where he's at with his development and see what we need to go in, in terms of, um, you know, putting a plan together to get him ready for us in the postseason or further down the road in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Coach. I know your time was valuable, and I see you uh, went the extra mile to give us some of your time, so we really appreciate it. Be safe out there. I did want to say, man, I'm excited about this weekend. Boy, there's some classic matches. got Jackson State, Prairie View, the night capper. Uh, robbery game is always big, and then, as you said, over the years, whether it was Prairie View, now Texas Southern, that matchup against Southern, they're just classic. So yeah. people understand some good baseball, yeah. good rivalry games. That have long history, multiple coaches. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Let me tell you the big game for us going to be. It's going to be Friday against Jackson State. It's a lot of history between us and yes, Jackson State I, I and myself yes. and Omar. Because we play each other. You got to remember, we play each other so much in the postseason. Yep, right. Through my years, you know, through my 16 years at Texas Southern, it's a lot of history. So, you know, we're going to pop it off against, you know, one of the best teams in our conference, you know, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I appreciate it. I agree. With that, Coach, we'll let you go. We'll come right back after this break. I can't wait to catch up with you as we have some of our our sessions at school. Thank you. Be safe out there. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. We'll come up with our last interview. We're excited about it. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. 
Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love laugh and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Will with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Coach Jose Vasquez. If you don't realize, he's won multiple SWAC championships. Also, in terms of those championships, he opened it up with the first championship with the expansion of the conference uh, two years ago. So uh, big time. Was right in the mix, going down the thread. Uh, always annually has multiple 20, 25 win seasons. So you don't recognize him. Here he is with that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Coach. What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Uh, Thank so you, that, Coach. Go ahead, Charles. Take it away. Well, Coach, uh, <laughs> no stranger to the bullseye uh, on your chest. Uh, you open up the <laughs> the season number one in uh, Black College Nines ranking. Uh, Predicted to finish first in the SWAC East, but uh, from your vantage point, looking at this upcoming season, talk to us a little bit about your 2024 Alabama State Hornets. Well, you, you are right. Uh, we we do, you know, as as our program continues to to uh, progress and 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 do the things that we have been able to do, uh, as you say, you know, um, there's a little bit of a bullseye, but we we embrace it. Uh, I think it's uh, it's better to be in that situation than than uh, you know I don't know maybe some other situations that that the game could bring to you. So I'm I'm happy. You know, it just uh, it motivates us. It motivates me to continue to get the guys ready. You know, we have a a, a group that has worked extremely hard, and we're the it's like a boxer. You know, you don't want to overtrain right now. We're in the stages of uh, of maintenance. Um, we went over everything that we feel the game is going to bring to us and, and we're ready for Friday. Uh, but then more than, more than just Friday, you know, we're ready for the season and it's always good to, to have opening day just around the corner. We got a good group. We got some veteran leadership. We got some guys that, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that are gonna, you know, compete for us on, not only on the mound, but position players that have been there before and a good combination of young and, and and older guys. So I mean we, we feel good. Once again, we'll see how we how we look and how we fare against somebody else. But as far as uh liking the team and, and uh how they how the talent looks and not only that, but how they come together, which is really the main thing. Uh so far things are good. You know, when I take a look at uh I mean you're deep in, as far as position players, uh and you dot the uh uh, first and second team as far as preseason all sweat. But for me, I always pay attention uh, to your battery of, of pitchers. Uh, you always come into the season with a, a, a bevy of arms. Talk a little bit about uh, the pitchers uh, that we'll see this season for Alabama State. 
Well, once again, you're right. You you have to have the pitching in order to be able to not only compete at the conference level, but you have to compete in every game that you play. You know, we uh, we lost some guys, but some guys that we had returning and some guys that we had com- coming in have definitely stepped up to the plate. Uh, you know, to the likings of uh, Shadai Colon, you know, returner from, from last year. Pitchwater bit Jorhan Laboy, um, another returner. We have Luis Rodriguez. Um, you know, just to mention a few that are guys that are going to contribute on the mound. And then we have some some young guys that are, <laughs> look really good. And also uh, a few junior college guys that I'm very impressed with. And, you know, once again, we feel good. We feel good about the preparation. You know, once again, we'll we'll see how everything goes as we get going. But as far as the preparation and and the desire and and the chemistry, we feel that all those things are in place. Awesome, Coach. Let me follow up and talk a little bit about the schedule and your philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've noticed that you've always played a really tough uh, non-conference schedule, uh, but I love the fact that you get to open it open it up at home, celebrate your fans. Uh, that have really now come in and really started celebrating this program more than ever. Obviously, you brought the championships to help maintain that, but you hosted it at home. But then you get a chance to go down to legendary Vero Beach, Florida, uh, playing the Andre Dawson Classic. Obviously, the last couple of years it's been in New Orleans, but now it moves. Talk a little bit about uh, the mix in your schedule and then highlight it with the Andre Dawson Classic, particularly that it's moving down to Florida. Well, uh, first of all, the schedule, we're extremely excited about uh, every opponent that we have uh, on the schedule. We have 27 home games. That is uh, awesome, you know, uh, for our fans, as you say, for our fan base and, and our community to come out and see us. Our our administration, our president, you know, although his cabinet, everybody on, on and staff has done a tremendous job to continue to upgrade our facilities. We we got some new things. We got some things that are still coming. So, I mean, when, when you when you see that the administration is behind you, once again, it's another piece to to motivate us as coaches to continue to put the best product out there, not only uh, the best product from our side, but also to bring uh, good competition in so we can continue to compete at the national level. You know, we have um, Valpo uh, coming up, uh, obviously opening, opening weekend. We also have uh aside from our conference we continue to get better we'll go to to, to the andre dawson classic an event that is uh, first class put together by you know major league baseball and and uh you know it just uh, i'm humble and i'm very grateful to be a part of that and i talk to people from from major league baseball and as long as they want us we we will be there it doesn't matter where it is you know and it, once again it's first class we're looking forward to it um we have a tough you know series down there but at the end of the day, the, the thing that I'm worrying about right now is uh, Valpo uh, coming in on Friday. That's, uh, you know, that's on my mind, and and we'll worry about Saturday when Saturday gets here. But we, we're going to try to uh, play good baseball and uh, do our best to play good baseball on Friday and, and, and hopefully come out on top. With that, uh, let me ask you a little more about the team itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Charles asked about the pitchers. Uh, you're deep in that area. But talk about some of the position players and then who we can expect at the bat, you are able to have players both that can play with the long ball, or they can play station to station and get big hits at big times. 
Well, you know what? It's, uh, I thank you for the question. It's very unique. We're in a unique situation because we are a team that typically has been known for hitting doubles, you know, doubles that eventually turn into home runs. And by trying to, to put a team together of that nature, we have ended up with a team that is able to do that and also very athletic, which is a great combination. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, you know, needless to say, like I said, I'm, I'm excited about that. We have seven uh, returners from last, last year's lineup. And uh, uh, I think wow. that's, uh, you know, when you, when you go around the, around the diamond, you got uh, Jamal George, which is a freshman All-American. He's back. Uh, you have Jack Hay, which is, you know, he's an outstanding hitter. You have Randy Flores, which uh, projected, you know, one of the best players in the conference. You got Kyler McIntosh, uh, uh, you know, a junior, a shortstop. You got Christian Lopez. You got Alila Pratt playing right field, a guy that hit 13 home runs last year. And then you got a couple of options, you know, in center field and left field, some younger guys and, and some uh, – some uh, JUCO transfers that are have made a pretty good statement, you know, to be in that opening day lineup. And and we all, everybody wants to to be in that opening day lineup. But at the end of the day, uh, how it, you know, if I tell you how in the years that I've been coaching that that opening day lineup is pretty much 100% not the same lineup that you're playing at the end of the year, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, that's how it typically goes. So once again, a lot of the guys that, you know, everybody wants to be there on Friday, but only nine can play and the other ones need to uh, be ready. So when their name is called and, and hopefully they can produce. Well, let, let, me, let me follow up on that, uh, Coach, in terms of uh, try to pick your brain a little bit here, uh, especially when you have a veteran ball club like yours. Uh, does it buy you a little bit of time in terms of integrating uh, the JUCO uh, players or the younger players uh, into the lineup and uh, in, in terms of uh, giving them games where you can see them? Does it buy you time when you have a better team like that? Well, when you have a better team, let me tell you what, what it does first and foremost. A lot of the times when they, especially with the group that I have that have been in, in our under our program and, and the, the way that we do things for more than two years, most of them, uh, it's a team that at times coach themselves. You know, they hold each other accountable, and that's a good thing. You know, so the younger guys learn, uh, get to learn fairly quick uh, on how and what not to do and how things are expected. So does it buy me a little bit of time? Yeah, with, you know, when you're trying to feel in, in a way just a few spots here and there, you know, you get to put those guys that are – everybody's battling for something, but obviously you go based on – If we lost, yeah, it looks like we uh, lost basket. Mm-hmm. A little bit. We'll see. Give them a chance, maybe to log back in. But this will give us a chance to talk a little bit about, uh, as you said, the Ralph Gar Bill Lucas Classic, uh, that's hosted by Atlanta Braves, historically black university, where you got two of their Braves uh, Hall of Famers, with the legendary Ralph Gar jumping in and Bill Lucas. Looks like we got Vasquez jumping back I, in here. I apologize for that. My my daughter was calling me, and I hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Yeah. No, no, I apologize. But but it's um, you know, it buys me a little bit of time to to give those guys opportunities to to see what they can do, how they fit into our philosophy, and you know, it creates something that is always pretty to see, which is how competitive they are and how bad you want it. And and I have. 
I've seen it. I have some tough decisions that I had to make. Not that everybody else was already set as far as the lineup, but I have learned over the years that when you that experience is very hard to replace, you know, uh, uh, at this level. So when you have that kind of experience, you know, those guys have been there before. Uh, I think the butterflies for the at the beginning of the year are a little different, even though we all get them. Even me as a coach, you know, I'm excited to get going. But I think they those butterflies go away sooner when you are, you know, an older guy and has and been there in that situation before uh than the younger guys but you know it's, uh, it's always good to have a mixture of both and both and and that's kind of where we are and i i look forward i think you guys will will, will start hearing some names of some younger guys that are when it's all said and done are going to be pretty special man we look forward to it as always coach we certainly would like to have you back if we can find a way to schedule in i know baseball season is so rough and rugged it's hard to put in that time but if we can we'll certainly love to get you back in and give us a couple of updates here and there. But if not, we certainly will see you in Atlanta for the Swag Baseball Championship. We'll be down there watching your team. Because we imagine it's hard to imagine that you won't find a way to be in the mix <laughs> with all that. Uh, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Lastly, you. I Thank do want to tease out a little bit. You, you kind of tease us a little bit. And, and we're making plans to see if we can get on the road a little bit with the show, particularly for baseball, because we haven't did that before and we're adding that. So we'll see if we can find a way to get to Montgomery. We'll let you know. Uh, we won't get in the way in terms of your preparation for a game, but we'd love to come down there and kind of get a bird's eye view. Uh, but you teased about some things with the facility. You can't hold out. Kind of tell us a little bit what's, what's some of the well, nice things that you added to this already facility that continues to be one of the best in the conference. Well, let me tell you, uh, we have a – uh, brand new uh, cover batting cages, um, and that's uh, that was uh, a need for us, and also something that um, uh, it's hard to explain how how big of a difference that's gonna oh, make, yeah. you know. And that's already made, you know, to have something like that and where to practice in a way really never gets to be canceled unless there's really you know storms and and uh, and things of that nature. And we also have a. a which is going to be installed in the next two weeks. We got a brand new scoreboard. We got a digital scoreboard. We got a uh, a video board coming along with that. And that's going to do uh, great things for our program as you continue to to develop the, the fan experience, you know, for people to come in and, and uh, in between innings, play music, play videos, you know, uh, mount visits, things of that nature that we all love to see when we go into into programs that have that uh, the ability to do that. So we do have that coming in and our field looks great. You know, we, we continue to, we're going to add some, uh, some more stands, you know, bench uh, in order to, to hold more people. So, you know, Montgomery loves baseball. Alabama state is a great place. The, the, the fans and the community, uh, I know they're excited for us to to go out there and compete. And obviously, once the weather starts getting a little better, I think we're going to have a a pretty good uh, turnout every game. So we we're excited, and uh, I want to thank you guys. You guys have been awesome to not only me but to our program. And and uh, anytime that we can, you know, be in the show, and hopefully you guys can can uh, uh, do that and come to different places. You know that you're more than welcome in, to to Montgomery and. We will make time for you guys. You guys have been really good to us. No doubt about it. Uh, great 
I'm glad you didn't hold back and shared all that with us because I knew it was a nice tease. You had to get that information out there. <laughs> and the fact that adding stands is a great problem to have. Coach, you spent yep. more than enough time with us and very gracious, and we appreciate you. We want to make sure you can get to your daughter as well uh, with that. But we appreciate all that you do uh, for SWAC Baseball, obviously Alabama State, the community, and the program down there. And just for baseball in general, we need that mm -hmm. uh, to continue to tell the story. Uh, in, in giving uh, various players the opportunity. So we can yes, indeed. Thank you for the promo, Coach. Thank you, <laughs> fellas. Absolutely. Anytime. You know how it is. Just let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll make something happen. We'll, right. do. we'll be back again right after this last break. We have one more for you, so stick with us, and then we'll close it up as we give you all the information you need for the baseball programs out there. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy. Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interests and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. Impress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. And welcome back to Dr. Ville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, uh, the baseball preview edition. And of course, we have with us Coach Jamie Shoup of the SWAT Tournament Champion, Florida and Umbrellas. Coach Shoot, welcome into the show. Thank you, Charles. Glad to be here. Uh, I tell you what, uh, you guys had a tremendous showing uh, in the uh, SWAT tournament last year. Uh, like I said, you guys won the SWAT tournament. But uh, first SWAT championship for the Florida and Umbrella program, what does it mean for the program? Well, it means a lot. I mean, you know, when we left the MEAC to come to the SWAT, my first you know, thought was, my first discussions were, we're going to have to get better. Because SWAC baseball was better than the than MEAC baseball. And I don't say that as a slight to MEAC baseball. We won a couple of championships in six, seven years there. But uh, just the level of play is better. The the uh, the um, the whole conference as, as a whole, not only in baseball, in my opinion, but in other sports as, as well. I mean, the leadership under Dr. McClellan has been done nothing but grow the, the, the SWAC baseball, you know, SWAC conference even more. So I knew we were going to have to be better to compete. Um, you know, we, I thought we did well our first season, which was the 22 season, um, had a couple of errors that hurt us that kept us out of the semifinals. But, uh, this year we got a little lucky. We, uh, you know, we played well. I felt like we were in the tougher division, the Southern division. I felt like was tougher last year 
with Alabama State, you know, being Alabama State, the defending champions that year, mm -hmm. uh, with Bethune Cookman being, you know, Bethune Cookman, and you saw, you've seen the history they had in the MEAC for years. Yeah. So, uh, and I, you know, it was telling in the championship, you had Bethune on one side and us on the other playing for the championship in the tournament. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I thought our side was good and that, you know, we finished third, I think, in the regular season, but we played good baseball. Uh, down the stretch, we didn't play well, but we didn't have our catalyst, which is our center fielder, Ty Jackson. He was able to get healthy and come back for the tournament. And as a result of that, I mean, he, he is a, no doubt the straw that stirred our drink and will do that again for us this year as well. No doubt. Speaking of Ty Jackson, he was one of four uh, named preseason all swag first team selection. Uh, but you had four uh, that were named yeah. for the first team all swag. Uh, in terms of bringing guys back, what does that mean for your program this year? Well, we, we had a good offensive year last year. We didn't pitch extremely well outside of two guys, Hunter Veets, who was, I thought, one of the best, if not the best pitcher in the SWAC this season. Uh, he was that Friday night guy that had a little intimidation factor. Guys looked at his numbers and they knew other teams looked at his numbers and knew that they had their hands full on Friday night, not only in conference, but out of conference. He, he pitched extremely well, gosh, every time he took the hill. And then the guy that we ended the season closing with, they got a save or pitched in every game of the tournament and got every save of every every win that we had in the tournament, Zach Moray. Both of those guys were gone. So mm -hmm. uh, we lost that, but we did return a very, very good offense. Uh, we do return a very good offense. We lost two guys. We lost Hanchi, our catcher, and Weber, our left fielder. They hit 2-3 in our lineup. But we returned Bastardo who has uh, hit 13 home runs for us last year. Greco, our first baseman, who had a school record 17 home, last, home runs last year. I mentioned Ty Jackson. He's back leading all for us. Once he gets healthy, he had a pretty bad break of his ankle in the fall, first game of mm. the fall, and uh, had that tightrope procedure to secure his ankle. Uh, he's limited right now. We may not see him for the first month of the season. Uh, we will. We'll see him in limited role, but not in a starting role. Um, sure. So we've got, and we got, you know, Joe, uh, our second baseman, uh, Joe Perini, that had eight home runs and led our team with 21 doubles last year. So I like our offense. Uh, our pitching is not, we don't have the frontline guys in Veets. We don't have a Veets this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have more depth than we had last year. So I like the looks of our rotation. It's not going to be as Veets was at 92, 94. You know, we don't have that guy, but we have, you know, several guys that pitch in the upper 80s to low 90s uh, that can, they're certainly capable of helping us have a good season and hopefully repeating as SWAT champions this year. Uh, certainly huge shoes to fill uh, when you talk about Hunter Beats. Uh, but I want to ask who moves into uh, that Friday starting role uh, for your pitching staff? We had a little kid named Caleb Graham, uh, Caleb Granger last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Caleb, um, end up pitching the final game in the, well, the first game in the regional against Florida, a game that we got beat three to nothing by the number two team in the country. Pitched extremely well, gave up two of the three runs. Well, two of the runs he gave up, uh, both happened in the first inning, hung a change up and the guy hit it out for a two run home run. Uh, and then settled down and gave us six good innings after that, shutout innings after that. Uh, he really came on late. Plus he put on 30 pounds in the off season, which is, which is, I mean, he needed wow. to. Yeah. But uh, that's not easy to do. Uh, his velo's up a little bit. He's uh, got good mound presence. He'll step into that Friday night role initially, 
Uh, right now, a guy that's really made a lot of strides is a left-handed pitcher named Trey Simmons that threw in the tournament against uh, Alabama State, threw very, very well. He's made tremendous strides uh, going into his senior year. He was a junior college transfer last year and was very inconsistent. But right now, he has earned the right to be our number two guy. And then our third guy is a, a transfer from East Tennessee State uh, by the name of Trevor Hanselman. And Hanselman's probably our best velo guy. Um, He's a, you know, he's a guy that's um, 91, 93 occasionally will top of, you know, pop a four, but he'll pitch around 90 miles an hour. Uh, once he settles in with command, he's got a chance. He's got best curveball on the team, best velocity on the team. Uh, he just needs to learn the pitchability process a little bit better. So right now we'll start with those three guys. We've got Ray Wagner, an experienced senior that transferred over uh, when I got Brett coming from Alcorn State, Alcorn State. Ray came with him. Uh, he'll pitch. We have a four-game series to start the season before we head down to the Andre Dawson Classic in Vero Beach, uh, and he'll pitch that Sunday game as well. Dallas Tees, a guy that started a few games for us last year that's got some experience. We've got some experience. The, most of those guys, like Trey Simmons, didn't have a particularly good year last year. Mm -hmm. Caleb, uh, Caleb Granger's year was just okay. Uh, I think all those guys have made tremendous strides and it's been good. This spring has been good. This preseason has been very good for us because we can hit a little bit. And with that comes a challenge to our pitchers. So our pitchers have had to be better this preseason as well, just to be able to be competitive and make our scrimmages competitive with the offense that we've been able to trot out there so far. So we'll see how the season plays out. You know, there are a lot of things that have to happen, luck being one of them, to repeat or to win a championship or repeat as a championship. Uh, in a championship. Um, but we're just looking forward to the challenge. We're looking forward more than anything else to play somebody other than ourselves in scrimmage right now. So, you know, three weekends, you, you can do what you want to as a coach. You can say what you want to, but the bottom line is about this time of year, practice sucks. You know, nobody, wants, <laughs> everybody wants to play the games. I mean, sure. So sure. Uh, we're ready to play somebody else. Unfortunately for us, our out-of-conference schedule, and I say that, I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunate because it certainly worked in our favor last year. Uh, we played the third toughest out-of-conference schedule in the country last year. This year's out-of-conference schedule may be tougher than last year. Uh, a lot of people do that differently. You know, they try to play lesser competition to build confidence. Uh, we play a very, very tough schedule, almost a uh, sometimes I'll look at and want to know who do this, who does the scheduling so I can get on to them, but I can't fire myself. So I, uh, I do all the scheduling and I'm wondering what I was thinking. This year's schedule is tougher than last year's. I, I, I do, I do think, uh, at a conference schedule, we played 25 out of conference opponents, 14 of those 25 went to either a regional or a super regional. Wow. So we opened the season against Eastern Illinois this Friday, play a four game series against them. They're led by Jason Anderson, their head coach, who you know pitched in the Yankees uh, for the in, for Major League Baseball for the Yankees. Mm -hmm. uh, they were a regional team last year. We've got Indiana State, a super regional you know team coming in the fourth weekend of the season. We go to Florida. We go to Auburn and play uh, wow. regional teams. Troy was one game away from beating Alabama, going to a super regional last year. Our schedule's tough again this year. Ball State, people don't think about Ball State. They're coming in. They were a great program. Yeah. So we we play a very tough out of conference schedule. Hopefully it'll work to our advantage like it did last year. There's no reason going into conference play that we should be intimidated by anyone. 
Uh, we will not see better arms in conference play than we see at a conference play. We won't see better hitters in conference play than we've seen at a conference play. We'll see some very good hitters because this conference, as I alluded to early, is a very, very good baseball conference. But we're looking forward to playing anybody, even if it is a regional or a super regional team, just to play somebody other than scrimmaging all the time. So it's an exciting time of the year for our kids, for us as coaches. Uh, very excited about my coaching staff this year. I've got uh, Brett, who's been with me. It's ironic mm -hmm. You know, Brett's been with me since the beginning, but then left to go to Alcorn State to become the head coach there. Came back last year. So I think this is Brett's fifth season. And of the three championships that we've won since I've been here in 10 years, Brett's only been here five and he's won two. <laughs> wow. He, uh, he's got a better percentage in terms of wins and conference, you know, championships than I do. Uh, and then I've got two young coaches and uh, Jeremiah McCollum, and uh, Tucker Rabin, uh, both of them uh, played on our 2019 championship MEAC team that went to compete in Georgia Tech in the regional there. Uh, mm -hmm. And it brings some youth and enthusiasm to our program. Jam Jeremiah McCollum, I call him Jam, was our closer. He'll be our pitching coach. Tucker Rabin will help Brett with, uh, with the hitters and also work with our catchers, which we haven't had. We haven't had anybody that specifically works with our catchers. Uh, and we do in Tucker Raver now. He called for us in, in 2020 in that season after. Played first base in 19, caught in 20, so he's got some vers versatility as a position player. And I'm just excited about that as much as anything. That makes it fun when you got some youth, uh, especially when you got me. And he, although Brett's 10 years younger than me, he looks older than I do. So uh, <laughs> uh, we're excited about the season. Though. We are. Look no doubt about it, Coach. Uh, I know uh, everybody's excited about it. Uh, you guys kick things off. You mentioned it. Four games set this weekend, starting this Friday. And then you mentioned it next week. You got the Andre Dawson Classic. So, uh, exciting time of the year. Uh, Swag Baseball on tap. Fam, you baseball on tap. And we thank you for stopping by Dr. Ville's Inside the HBCU Baseball Preview. So, we'll be it's right back. All season, man. It's baseball season. That's great. That's great words right there. Thank you. Talking to you. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. Great stuff. In the middle of the terms of what that looks like. You got a little background there. Roy, mute your phone there. We got a little great interviews. Charles, I want to give you kudos for setting this up. You talked about the need to do it, and I said, hey, I'm with you 100%. And you took all the work to line up these interviews. I know you had a lot more coming. And we'll find a way to get those in there, record them based on their time and play throughout the season. As we say, we're going to look forward to see if we can find a way to get on the road. We got some opportunity um, um, and work with these coaches as they work with us about how we can make that happen. Uh, but just want to get your general thoughts in terms of SWAC baseball. Yeah, I mean, when you stop and take a look at it, and I've mentioned this, uh, just the parity. I mean, you look up and down. Uh, the first and second teamers, uh, you have Florida A&M, Alabama State, Texas Southern, uh, Bethune-Cookman. Uh, it's a lot of great baseball being played, a lot of great players in this conference. Uh, and, and not to mention, uh, uh, you got North Carolina A&T ranked in the top 10 uh, in, in the Baseball Nines uh, uh, top 10 poll. You got Coppin State ranked number 10, I believe, in the uh, – in the uh, Black College Nines baseball poll, so uh, you got some great players at, at, at these uh, at these uh, teams uh, within the conference. And I tell you what, <laughs> uh, whether you're talking Swag East or Swag West, 
We're going to watch some phenomenal baseball this season. I can't wait to get on the road, cover it. Uh, can't wait to uh, get up and close uh, with some great baseball uh, weekend action. Yeah, let me go down there and give some love out there to blackcollegenines.com. Uh, those gentlemen over there do a great job in terms of what they do. Uh, shout out um, to uh, Black College Nines. Let's do the small school division. We call it mid-major division, 2024 20, 20, preseason poll. They have tied at 10 is Dillard University and Wiley University. Uh, at number nine, you have West Virginia State. At number eight, Payne College. At number seven, Bluefield State University. At number six, Edwards Waters University. Top five programs at the small school division, mid-major level, is number five, Savannah State. Number four, Albany State University. Number three, Russ College, Charles. At number two, Talladega College. At number one, Florida Memorial. See, now we got the excuse for putting in this extra work on Valentine's Day. We did find a way to shout out Russ. We better make sure we uh, mention Russ, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, on a large college uh, process you talked a little bit about those programs out of the MEAC that are playing in the NEC be interesting to see if they can take the next step Coppin State had a really solid season last year be interesting to find a way to get in the mix and and climb up the ranks in the NEC but in terms of Black College 9 they sit at number 10 Uh, Coppin State University at number 9 you talked about the North Carolina A&T in terms of what they're doing in the Colonial, now known as the Coastal, be fascinating to see if that program can take the next step. You know, they had a nice run to kind of close up things in the MEAC, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, took a step back and Central, uh, made that final run before uh, they actually closed down the program. It would be great to hear that they bring that program back. We'll see what that looks like. But A&T, can they kind of turn back and reorg that program as they prepare to play some baseball uh, again in the Coastal? At number eight, when you get into the SWAC, and you'll see this uh, is a dominant name starting at eight, Texas Southern University, as they will be in the Cactus Jack Classic this weekend, along with number seven, Southern University. Guess what? We're not finished. You got number six, Prairie View a and and number five, Jackson State, and number four, Randall State University. Those five programs are included in the cash and jack. You talking about mixing up early when your top 10 teams are knocking things off to get it done. Uh, The only one left out of there is Alcorn State. We'll see if they can make maybe a little push to find a way to jump in the top 10 as they will play all these teams uh, in that round that are in the top 10. Let's get into the top three. We just interviewed Coach His Rattlers at number three. At number two, we also had a great interview with Coach Oh, and then it's over there at Bethune-Cookman University getting it done. And number one, you heard it from that, but uh, Alabama State is number one, as Charles talked about in the interview, coming out of there. It'll be interesting to see how long these teams can hold on to the spot. Can they move up? Will they move down? Some of them may eventually, unfortunately, may move out of that. We'll keep yeah. you updated with baseball throughout the season in various ways with updates and interviews, as well as keeping you up on the Black College 9. So I'm fascinated to see all this going on. Any final comments from you, Charles? Well, yeah, let me shout out Coach Jonathan Hernandez, uh, who uh, just uh, texted me uh, one day out of the blue. It was like, I got a great idea for you. And that was the wellspring for this uh, baseball preview uh, in terms of uh, getting that 
uh, off the ground. So I want to thank Coach Jonathan Hernandez uh, and uh, I thank the uh, the uh, SIDs and coaches for uh, taking the time uh, in terms of putting this together uh, so that we can bring uh, HBCU baseball to uh, a growing uh, fan base who really, really loves and appreciates baseball. So it was a labor of love to put this together. Softball, we hadn't forgot about you. You showed Not us the coaches will find a way to make that happen. You know you deserve it. We certainly will continue to talk about softball in terms of the record. Some significant programs out there continue to get the work. So we're excited about that as well. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with our regular scheduled show. We'll get into the mid-majors in terms of basketball, both men's and women's, and give you some love there as we look at what's going to take place this weekend from a basketball perspective as we're down the stretch. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you, make sure you check out on Saturday if you're in front watching some CBS and the basketball games. None other than Dr. Charles McCullen will be on there interviewing as he's up there in NCAA prepping as now he's the lead guy. Wow. Of the basketball uh, turning and seatings. And so he takes his chair in the seat. He'll be on there for an interview to talk about some updates on how that's looking. So another way to make sure that SWAC brand is getting out there when you get your commissioner uh, been getting the FaceTime and this time uh, talking about being the highest figure for basketball at the collegiate level around the world. So with that, we'll say thank you for listening to, to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yadikaville, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Thank you for watching our special edition. We stretched it out. But we wanted to give you as much interviews as possible and really take a deep dive in baseball from an HBCU perspective, obviously focusing on the SWAC. Uh, again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Dills Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. Again, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Check us out as we look at the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on X formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Roy? Lecture. Dismissed.